Good morning and welcome to Echoes of Calvary. This is your host, Greg Sweeting. Thank you for opening your home to us this morning. I invite you to now open your hearts and worship with us as we share from the Word of God. Stay with us as we share comments and illustrations with a spiritual application, present special music to call us to worship, and in a few minutes, Pastor Alan Lee will come to share insights from Scripture and explain how to apply God's Word that we might grow to be complete in Christ. Have you thought about the love of God recently? I mean, really pondered the height and depth spectrum of the greatest love that we could know? Even the creation abound and around us cries out that God loves us. Yet the greatest display happened on a craggy hill outside of the town known as Jerusalem about 2,000 years ago on a Roman cross of execution. It was there that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. But don't hear that out of context. Jesus, God's one and only unique son, died there on the cross that day as a substitutionary death, a vicarious offering, paying the price of all those guilty of death. That's everyone who's ever lived, you and me included. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of God's requirements. Jesus paid the required price to satisfy a holy God. And yes, he paid the entire penalty for the entire human race. The need is for every individual to first acknowledge that he or she needs a substitute and that Jesus is that substitute acceptable to God the Father. Accepting Jesus as their personal Savior through faith without condition brings those individuals into a new relationship with God. They're born from above, saved, converted, however you say it. The blood of Jesus has cleansed them from all sin, made them righteous in God's sight. Then the love of God has full effect. Then the love of God can be seen and experienced in a way that was unavailable to the natural human being before. There's no need to understand the theology behind it, really. No need to fully comprehend the symbology and the historic basis for such a transformation. And no need to be able to comprehend how the Old Testament promises tie into the New Testament realities. Suffice it to say that all who come to the Father by Jesus the Son will inherit eternal life. When we contemplate the vast array of people of all ages, all races, from every century till now, the good and the not so good, if they come in sincerity to the love of God, which supersedes all human limitations, his grace is sufficient to save them all to the uttermost.
songs that speak about the love of God. One came to mind this morning and this precipitated these thoughts that I share with you today. And I want to share some of it with you this morning. Close your eyes and sing along because I'm sure that you know the song in your heart. Allow the Spirit to assist you to appreciate the vast resource that we call the love of God. The love of God is greater far than tongue or pen can ever tell. It goes beyond the highest star and reaches to the lowest hell. The guilty pair bow down with care God gave his son to win. His erring child he reconciled and pardoned from his sin. O oh, love of God, how rich and pure, how measureless and strong, it shall forevermore endure the saints and angels' song. When ory time shall pass away, and earthly thrones and kingdoms fall, when men who here refuse to pray on rocks and hills and mountains call, God's love so sure shall still endure, all measureless and strong, redeeming grace to Adam's race, the saints, and angels' song. Could we with ink the ocean fill, and were the skies of parchment made, were every stalk on earth a quill, and every man a scribe by trade, to write the love of God above would drain the ocean dry. Nor could the scroll contain the whole, though stretched from sky to sky.
with his message for today. Here is Senior Pastor Emeritus, Alan Lee. Greetings once again in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the fifth and final message in our series on the theme, How to Bring Up Non-Violent Children in a Violent World. And I'm continuing to offer some suggestions and guidelines regarding administering discipline in a non-violent way, based on the Bible and current sound counseling principles. I begin again, then, with the reading of our basic biblical passage for this series, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 3 to 8. I have substituted the Bahamas for Israel in the text, who was, of course, the original recipient. I've done this in order to apply it in a relevant way. I'm reading from the New Living Testament. Quote, Listen closely, Bahamas, and be careful to obey. Then all will go well with you, and we'll, you will have many children in the land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Listen, O Bahamas, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. End of quote. Okay then, here is the eleventh practical guideline for bringing up your child to be non-violent, although living in a violent culture. Here is that eleventh guideline. Be consistent with regard to rules and discipline for your child or children. Let me repeat that. Be consistent with regard to rules and discipline for your child or children. When you make a rule, stick to it. Children need structure with clear expectations for their behavior. Setting rules and then not enforcing them is confusing and sets up children to see what they can get away with. Mothers and fathers should agree on the rules and stick with enforcing them. Don't allow your child or children to play one parent against another. Also, parents should involve children in setting rules whenever possible. Explain to your children what you expect from them and the consequences for not following the rules that are set. This will help them to learn to behave in ways that are good for them and for those around them as well. Remember, looking at the fact that the home is also a system where the behavior of one member affects all the members in that home or in that environment. Here are some negatives for administering disciplines. These are negatives of administering discipline. In other words, here are things you should not do in discipline in your child or children. One, do not compare one child with another or with other children. Do not compare one child with another sibling or with other children outside the home. This leads to favoritism 
and could cause resentment towards siblings within the home, as was probably the case with Cain and Abel. Or, if compared with other children outside the home, it could cause a sense of inferiority or lack of self-worth on the part of your child. 2. Do not ridicule or make light of areas of weaknesses or failures on the part of your child or children. In other words, be sensitive in your criticism of them. Don't belittle them in the name of discipline. That could go a long way in breaking their spirit. 3. Do not condemn or humiliate them in front of others. Discipline in most matters should be private, not public. Such so-called discipline could cause resentment, bitterness, and hurt on the part of your child for years. It could shame them in the front of others and cause negative things to happen in their lives. 4. Do not use withdrawal of your attention or affection as a means of discipline. Your child could conclude that you don't love them. And please, never use forced attendance at church or reading or memorizing the Bible as a means of discipline. Let me repeat that. Never use forced attendance at church or reading or memorizing the Bible as a means of discipline or punishment. Your child or children will take this as punishment and eventually cause them to avoid church and have no desire to memorize the Bible in the future. 5. Do not discipline while angry. Do not discipline in the heat of the moment. This could lead to genuine child abuse, which of course the Bible condemns, and today in our society could lead to criminal prosecution as well. Do not discipline your child while you are angry. 6. Do not expect perfection in the behavior of your children. After all, you are the example. Let me repeat that one. Do not expect perfection in the behavior of your children. After all, you are the example. Now, here are some positives of discipline. Things that you should do when administering discipline to your child or children. 1. Explain that disobedience is primarily against God. Explain to your child that God has given you the right and responsibility to administer just discipline on his behalf. Explain to them that he has made you the parental authority, not them. They need to learn how to respect authority, both yours and God's. And it begins, of course, with respecting yours. Secondly, assure that some disobedience is expected because we are all sinners, including you as a parent. In other words, this could be a real teachable moment to explain to your children why they, like you as a parent, need to trust Christ as Savior. None of us are perfect. We are all sinners, and we need to understand that. Three, allow your child to explain why he or she did something wrong. Sometimes you will find that they did not in fact do anything wrong and that you misjudge the situation and drew wrong conclusions before examining the facts. Make sure you allow them time 
to explain why they did what you thought they did. Now here's recommendation or guideline number 12. Teach your children ways to avoid becoming victims of violence. It is important that you and your children learn to take precautions against becoming the victims of violent crime. Here are some important steps that you can take to keep yourself and your children safe. Now, of course, this doesn't mean that it will be 100% proof all the time, but it will help in many cases. One, teach your children safe routes for walking in your neighborhood. Teach them the best way to come home from school or from church or whatever. Teach them safe routes for walking in your neighborhood. Two, encourage them to walk with a friend at all times and only in well-lighted, busy areas. Three, stress how important it is for them to report any crimes or suspicious activities they see, either to you or to a teacher or another trustworthy adult over the police. Show them how to call the emergency service. Make sure they know the number 919. Four, make sure they know what to do if anyone tries to hurt them. Teach them to say no and run away and then tell a reliable adult if they are approached by someone they do not know. Five, Stress the dangers of talking to strangers. Tell them never to open the door or to go anywhere with someone they don't know or they don't trust. Now here's guideline number 13. Help your children to stand up against violence. Support your children in standing up against violence in any way you can. Teach them to respond with calm but firm words when others assault them or threaten them, or even hit them or another person. Help them to understand that it takes more courage and character and leadership to resist violence than to go along with it or to meet violence with violence. Help your children accept and get along with others from various racial and ethnic backgrounds. Teach them that criticizing people because they are different is hurtful and that name-calling is unacceptable. Make sure they understand that using words to start or encourage violence or to quietly accept violent behavior is harmful. Warn your child that bullying and threats can be a setup for violence. Teach them not to be a bully towards others. Now, here's an extra suggestion for parents taken from a brochure which is a collaborative project of the American Psychological Association and the American Academy of Pediatrics. Here is the advice. Take care of yourself and community, they say. Stay involved with your friends, your neighbors and family. A network of friends can offer fun, practical help and support when you have difficult times. Reducing stress and social isolation can help in raising your children. Get involved in your community and get to know your neighbors. Try to make sure guns are not available in your area as well. Volunteer to help in your neighborhood's anti-crime efforts or in programs to make schools safer for children. If there are no programs like this nearby, help to start one. Let your elected ministers know 
that preventing violence is important to you and to your neighbors. Complain to television stations and advertisers who sponsor violent programs. Encourage your children to get involved in groups that build pride in the community, such as those that organize cleanups of litter, graffiti, and rundown buildings. In addition to making the neighborhood a safer place, these groups provide a greater opportunity for parents, children, and neighbors to spend time together in fun, safe, and rewarding activities. Friends, these are all ways you can help to bring up non-violent children in a violent culture. I close then with the passage I opened with, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 3 to 8. Words which were originally addressed to the nation of Israel, but they are eternally applicable to us as Bahamians as well. So again I will insert Bahamas in place of Israel as I read from the New Living Testament. Quote, Listen closely, Bahamas, and be careful to obey. Then all will go well with you, and you will have many children in a land flowing with milk and honey, just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Listen, O Bahamas, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I have given you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. End of quote. I say to you, therefore, my friends, to recap the big idea of our series. Parents can bring up their children to be non-violent although living in a violent society and culture, by creating a genuine Christian environment in the home, by exhibiting genuine Christ-centered, Christ-motivated, and Holy Spirit-enabled love toward them, and by exercising godly discipline in keeping with the Word of God. May God help us to do so for His glory. As always, this is Senior Pastor Emeritus Alan Arley saying Selah, Think and act on these things. It can happen in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye. It could happen in a moment, he could break the eastern sky. Though our hearts will feel unworthy. from heaven when his blessed face we see you have been listening to Echoes of Calvary a radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Nassau, Bahamas our morning worship service begins this morning at 11 o'clock in the sanctuary located on Collins Avenue we extend an invitation to you to join us on these occasions if you would like to contact the church or Pastor Lee Address your letters to Echoes of Calvary, Post Office Box N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And so we come to an end of this broadcast. I invite you to think about the message this morning. Consider the one who is our Savior and Lord. Grow to be complete in Him. And remember, as echoes from Calvary stir in your heart, 
Keep listening for that shout, Maranatha, the Lord is coming soon. The great commander's promise, he will surely come again. I am listening every moment for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together when the saints shall leave the ground and not toiling will be happen in a moment, Jesus Christ could come again. I am listening every moment for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together when the saints shall leave the ground. in a moment Jesus Christ could come again